Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. I'm so excited to be back here all with you guys. This week, here we are, third week of January, like we are rounding out the month and it has been a great one so far. I'm really excited. I feel like uh, I haven't felt this excited about a new year since the start of 2020 and look at how that turned out. So we are praying 2022 is uh, going to be so much better than that. But this week we are talking about three ways that insecurity could be hurting your relationship. And maybe you might feel like this is doesn't really, re- you know, we don't relate to this topic because maybe you're like, I'm not insecure. Who Who's insecure? Maybe my husband's insecure, but it's not me. I don't know. Let's find out and kind of talk about, have this little dialogue about how insecurity might be hurting your marriage. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, welcome back. So let's start this off by really first defining what is insecurity. If you guys know me, I'm I'm really into like I want to know what the word means. You know, let's break it down. So insecurity is defined as uh, either uncertainty or anxiety or lack of confidence. Another definition is the state of being open to danger or threat or lack of protection. Now, essentially, right, what this is telling us is that insecurity equals fear. And I'll let that sink in for a little bit for you. I'm going to say it again. Insecurity equals fear. Now, I know there's all this modern dialogue around fear We know that fear is of the enemy and God did not give us a spirit of fear. And, you know, even new agers are out there telling us, you know, we have to face our fears, you know, face everything and rise is a a really great um, acronym for fear that I've heard of, right? Like all these things like fear is bad, right? Yes, we know that fear is bad, but we also know that not all fear is bad. God actually designed us to experience fear because there are certain cases where fear is the wise or natural response, right? right? God designed us to experience fear so that we could take preventative actions in in cases that, that would help us. An example, we see a hungry lion in 
the you know on the planes uh like that that's fear that's danger right there that is immediate danger and your body is designed to react whether it's fight or flight or freeze mode right because of that Another example might be jumping out of a plane. I don't know about you, but that scares the living daylights out of me. My husband is like, please, I want to go skydiving. And I'm like, uh, how about no? How about we're not going to do that? But that fear is coming, you know, less from, for me, that's just a fear of danger. It's just something I don't, I don't find fun. Or a fear of a firearm, seeing a, a gun pointed at my face, like would that elicit fear? Of course it would. Now I think the other the other thing to note here is that these examples, um, they aren't scary in and out of themselves. They're scary when we realize uh, that we are actually in danger. So maybe seeing a lion in a zoo is not scary, or watching someone jump out of a plane on TV is not scary or maybe if you're the adventurous type jumping out of a plane with a parachute is exhilarating having jumping out of a plane without a parachute or being you know the thought of being pushed out without a parachute that would be the scary part right because that's where we're looking at danger uh, if we see a firearm you know locked up in its case that's not necessarily scary but if a a criminal were to pick that firearm up and pointed that gun up and pointed at us, then all of a sudden we might be afraid. So not all fear is bad. Fear is actually mentioned 500 times in the Bible. And like I said, our fears, they instruct us really to take action to prevent something bad from happening. But you know what else is mentioned in the Bible? The phrase, fear not. So the phrase fear not is mentioned in the Bible 365 times. That is once for every day of the year. Yes and amen to that. So let's take a look at how our insecurities or our fears are damaging our marriages. Let's start with what are some of your biggest insecurities? Now, I know you might sit there and be like, oh, I don't have any. I'm very secure, blah, blah, blah. Great for you. I think we all have some insecurities. So let's be honest with ourselves. So think about them. I would even say, say them out loud, write them down. It's not like we're giving them power or, you know, I, you know, I don't want to hear like, oh, I'm not going to write them down or say them because I don't want to put that out to the, into the, into the world. But seriously, say it out loud and you'll find out why. So I'll give some examples some common examples of insecurities that women face or people face really maybe their appearance their weight maybe they have bad skin their hair is falling out maybe they people are someone might be insecure about finances maybe they ha don't have enough or they're in a lot of debt or they don't make a lot of money or you know what they think is successful maybe somebody is insecure about their level of education uh, there are many people out there I see insecure about their worthiness. They feel like they're not good enough. Who are they to do this? They might be feeling that like imposter syndrome. Many other people are insecure about their level of performance. Again, going back to the I'm not a good enough. I'm not a good enough mother, wife, teacher. I'm not a good enough Christian. I've literally heard uh, people say that. Other things people might be insecure about is love from others, right? They might think, oh, they don't actually love me and they might hurt me. In relationships, a lot of times we might be insecure about our partner. Perhaps there was infidelity in the past or there's fear that there will be because we were hurt in the past by someone else. Now, did I hit a chord with any of the examples? Of course I did. 
We all have insecurities and that's natural. So let's take a look at why these insecurities are damaging us and the very relationships we hold so dear. Number one, insecurity is often hidden. Because of the very nature of what insecurity is, a fear, we often don't talk about it. Or even worse, we don't even realize we have them. Remember any of you who said, I'm not insecure, there is nothing I'm insecure about, right? Well, just like shame, the longer we allow our fears to remain in the darkness, the more power we give it. So once we acknowledge our fears and bring them to the light, the less we can be controlled by them. We can then call on God to help us fear not. So often we take preventative action based on our insecurities without even realizing it. Have you ever argued with your husband about something and didn't really know why? You're just sitting there like, why am I even arguing with him? You can't even determine like what is bothering you so much. Our insecurities are often even hidden from our own conscious brain. Once we realize the fear, we can make logical sense of it. Remember the line I taught you that Brene Brown gives us the story I'm telling myself? We can realize that there is a difference between reality and the story we're telling ourselves. Or maybe we're conscious of our fears, but because we want to keep those fears hidden from other people, we take those preventative actions in secret. For this, I think of uh, the woman with the eating disorder who forces herself to throw up after every meal. Or the woman so afraid her marriage will fail, she keeps a secret bank account just in case. Now, key word there is secret. I mean, I'm not saying wives shouldn't have their own money. I believe they should. What I'm saying is that the motivation for it is important. Meaning, why is this money a secret? Number two, the second way that insecurity might be hurting your marriage or your relationship is that it clouds your focus. It keeps you focused on everything else. Look what they have. It's not fair. Things that are outside your marriage or even worse, comparison. So we hear a lot about uh, the grass being greener on the other side. And my favorite uh, saying in reference to that is the grass is greener where you water it. So if you're focused on things that are outside of your marriage, outside of yourself, outside of what you can actually change, then that's what's going to grow. So if you are too busy looking at this one or that one and really creating feelings for yourself of jealousy and comparison, coveting essentially is what that is, or you know, that making us feel worse about ourselves, this is what insecurity is doing versus putting on the blinders and focusing only on our own paper, only on our own marriage, only on what our calling is that God has for us. We're called to keep our eyes on God, but how can we do that if we're too busy looking to the left or the right? So these insecurities are causing us to focus on everything else but not to focus on growing the very marriage relationship that we are in now. It's causing us harm because instead of focusing on 
watering that grass and sowing these seeds and creating greater intimacy with our husbands, here we are worried about the woman at the gym who walks around with just a sports bra. Don't do it, sister friend. Don't do it. Worry about you. Your husband has eyes for only you. He loves you. He married you. And that's where your focus should be. Now, I understand there's a caveat here. There are cases where our husband's behavior might cause us to feel insecure. That's a little bit different, right? So if our husband is out there and he's constantly checking out other women or he's maybe, you know, acting inappropriately in that he's getting messages or social media messages or he's texting with other women, those are things that, yes, can rightfully make us insecure. And in those cases, that is less of an insecurity and more of a red flag. There is a difference there. But what I'm talking about is the husband who's never done anything. And you know, he's never done anything to make you think, you know, that he is going to be out there um, doing something that he doesn't love you, that he doesn't affirm you. And, And yet you might feel that way. And maybe you're feeling angry about feeling that way. And you're angry about it yourself because, you know, you don't know. Or maybe you're angry at the other women. But at the end, it's not the other woman's responsibility to care for your feelings. It's ours. So, you know, on this show, I always say we can only change ourselves. We can't change anybody else. Number three, and this is kind of on the same topic. Number three, the third way that these insecurities are hurting our marriage and our relationship is it makes it difficult to build trust. So let's say your husband is doing all these things to affirm you like we talked about, but you are holding on to these insecurities or you're letting them control you or you're really letting those feelings kind of take over you. Well, How are you ever going to build trust in him? How can he ever trust you even if he has to worry that any little thing might cause you to be insecure or blow up? So I think either way, when there is insecurity involved, there is a break in the intimacy that we see between a husband and a wife because you don't, each one of you may not feel 100% secure in your own selves, really, right? In your own bodies. And, you know, in those cases, I was referring to maybe insecurities about other women or maybe insecurities about infidelity, but there's so many other insecurities that we might have. Another example that I had given at the top of the episode was maybe a woman who is feeling insecure about her body and now you and your husband are having trouble being intimate because you feel insecure about the way you look. That is a lack of trust because subconsciously you're worried about what he's thinking instead of trusting that he loves you and appreciates your body and really wants to be intimate with you as his wife and doesn't care about all the, you know, jiggly parts that we may be worried about and I get it honey I get it is so much easier to say than it is to actually do it is so much easier for me to sit here behind the mic and say than for me to put in practice but I can also tell you that I have been there I've been there and and 
so many of these situations where I have noticed my own securities and realized, wow, this is really just me. This is like my thing. This is not anything that my husband has done to cause this. This is something that I need to work on. And I can say that we become so much more emotionally healthy when we can recognize it, when we can recognize that, oh, this is this is an insecurity. And now now that I've brought it out to light, right? Now that it is now that it's in the light, it's not going to have power over me. Now I can like I could talk to God. I can really get with him and say like I know who I am. Lord, I am a daughter of the king. I know who I am. And it totally shifts the focus and has helped me and many other people that I have seen has helped them as they grow out of being uh, insecure. And, you know, I also, as we end, I, I want to make sure that I'm being sensitive to the fact that so many of us are insecure because of things from our past, right? Understanding that a lot of these insecurities come from past hurts, maybe like me, you were bullied as a kid, or, or you came from an abusive home, or you just really were, I mean, I think the bullying is a big thing that causes insecurity as adults. But working through that maybe, and maybe it's working through it in therapy or just kind of doing your own self-work on it and working on it to understand that even though those things may have happened as a kid, they are valid and they hurt and they have shaped who we are today, but that is not where we need to stay. Because God has made us a new person. So once you once you give your life to Jesus, like he has given you a new, a, he, he has made you new. So all those things, yeah, they happen, they exist, but we can move forward confidently knowing that we have somebody else on our side, that we have God on our side, like really stepping into that power. So the last thing I'll say is this, if we're holding on to these insecurities, are we truly stepping into the power that we have been given as children of the most holy God? Have we? I don't think we have. So I hope that was helpful to you guys. Hope that was um, really just gave you some a little bit of understanding as to how insecurities can really be hurting our marriages. I'm going to recap for you. Number one, insecurities are often hidden and when they are hidden, we give them power. Number two, insecurities clouds your focus, keeps your eyes on somebody else's paper versus your eyes on God. And number three, insecurities make it difficult to build trust in the marriage, really causing a break in the intimacy. Thank you so much, guys. Um, if you want to hear more, if you're new around here, if you're not on my insider list, hello, Okay, let's start there. If you are not on my mailing list, and I promise I do not send spammy emails, I I don't. But if you are interested to be an insider, know about all the things happening within the Grace Fields Wife community, please go to gracefieldswifesteps.gr8.com. That will get you on the insider list and will also get you to my free workbook, which is five steps to becoming a Grace Fields Wife totally free. The other thing that you can do is go hang out with us in the Facebook group. Questions that you might have often just post up in there. Like that is the place where I really try to engage 
is over in the Facebook group. Those are the two places that you can find me. Of course, you can email me directly, but those are the uh, places where you will hear from me. And lastly, if this episode brought you any value, please share it. I mean, that is the only way, that is the biggest way that you can help me. And I can't even tell you how much it helps for that word to be out there by sharing it and giving it a positive review. Uh, That is what tells all the, you know, computer algorithms out there that this content is valuable and people actually like it is when you give it a positive review and you share it. So thank you so much, ladies. And until next week. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.